Friends, we have to manage our expectations of what faith promises. Our faith, our expectation of faith should not be that it guarantees material blessings or an easy life. Our expectation of faith is that it gives us an interpretive key of seeing the world from a divine perspective. The Christian contention is not that faith guarantees, as Deacon Justin put it a couple weeks ago, smooth sailing through life. But rather, our expectation of faith is that it promises that we can see the complexities of the world with a kind of spiritual optics, a supernatural vision that is not accessible on a purely natural, material level. I've had the privilege of talking to hundreds, thousands of people about faith over the course of my life. And often people will say things like, you know, Father, I, don't, I just don't think I need Jesus or God. My life is pretty good without God. You know, I've got a good family and a good job and decent financial success, and I'm not sure what God would add. Usually when someone voices that to me, the worst thing you can do, of course, which I found out early on, is to disagree with that statement. So if you say, no, your life's not okay without Jesus, they say, yes, it is. And then you say, no, it's not. And then they say, yes, it is. And you're in like a first grade uh, debate, okay? And actually think they're on to something. So I always agree with them. I would say, no, 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 the, the Christian contention is not that you can't see anything clearly without God. The Christian contention is that you can't see everything without God. Christian claim is not that you can't see anything clearly without Jesus. The Christian claim is that you can't see everything clearly without Jesus. We can see things from a limited perspective without faith. Faith allows us to see the world with a supernatural vision, from a divine perspective with spiritual optics. And I've been thinking about that a lot, like what church and what faith and what religion is going to look like post-COVID. Because I've had a number of people say that that process of people thinking they don't need Jesus, I think has been kind of accelerated with COVID. Because a number of people have said to me, you know, I kind of hung on to religion and to faith in God because I thought God was a part of my good life. Like I thought going to church and maintaining a marginal relationship with the Lord was kind of one of the things that was the reason for my good family or good job or, or good finances. And I haven't gone to church in five months and my life's exactly the same. My life's exactly the same. So I think I can get rid of God at this point. God was not a part of that. But see, they were expecting the wrong thing from faith. We have to manage our expectations of what faith promises. Faith is the key, and I, the interpretive key to seeing the world from a divine perspective. And I'm using that image of the key because that's so central to our readings today. In the first reading, it's the keys that are transferred from Shebna to Eliakim. And then in the gospel, the, tree, the keys that are transferred from Jesus to Peter, keys of the kingdom. And we all know what keys do, right? 
they give us access. And we all know how annoying it is to not have access, to lose your keys, right? My mom, who's probably watching, she does it about 12 times a day. And I think I told you the story early on when I was here about how one day I was playing soccer at my old parish with students and, and my, my phone and my, all my credit cards and all 25 of my keys were shred by an industrial tractor except one key, the car key. So I could get home, but I couldn't get back in the house, in the rectory. And so I'm ringing the doorbell, and it seems like no one's home, so I had to climb up a tree and climb and jump through this window, which is all caught on the security cam footage, you know, me jumping in this window. And I had to land in the kitchen on the hard floor, jump from a decent distance, and then I walk into the living room, and the pastor's sitting there eating dinner, watching a movie. And he said he couldn't hear the doorbell because the volume was so high. We all know the annoyance of not having access, not having a key to get in somewhere. And so faith is the interpretive key to see things from a divine perspective. And what a vision it is. What a, what a vision the Christian worldview is. It's a vision about who we are as human beings, how we were created, why, were we, why we were created. It's a vision about what went wrong with sin. It's a vision about how God has taken that and intervened and fixed it. It's a vision about all the ways that God wants to intervene constantly with our world to raise and lift us up to higher things. It's a vision about this life being a preparation for union with God totally in heaven. It's a vision about what enables human beings and societies to flourish. It's an incredible vision about the nature of love and how love is at the center of all things. The Christian worldview is exciting. It's an adventure. But we have to know what to expect from it. It allows us to see the world differently, but it does not guarantee an easy road. It does not guarantee an easy road. In our Gospel today, it's Peter's confession of faith. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, that gives him access. Gives him access to the keys to the kingdom. But giving the keys to Peter is a sign that faith has its own abuses, its own limitations. This is the same Peter, after all, that two weeks ago, right, got sort of nervous on the water and, and fell short of reaching Jesus. This is the same Peter that next week in the Gospel, right after this scene, will not be able to manage his expectations of what the Messiah is supposed to do, and Jesus is going to have to scold him right after he's received the keys. And so Peter, Peter receiving the keys shows the humanity and some of the problems and abuses that faith can bring about. The first is that we can have a faulty key. We can actually have a key to the lock, but it's become weathered. And we have sort of false expectations of what faith is supposed to be. Like I said, Peter's going to have it right after this scene. We can have a faulty key. And it's why we always have to insert our faith into the community of faith, the church. Right? To say, hey, this is how I'm perceiving the spiritual life. This is how I'm perceiving God's expectations. And we have to bounce that off the community of faith to purify us and to make sure that we have the right fit to unlock these deeper mysteries. 
Second, people can have keys that should not have keys. People can keep a master key and long after they're gone, get into your house, though they shouldn't have access. Notice in the first reading, God has to literally take the keys away from Shebna because of mismanagement in order to give them to Eliakim. And he says, I will throw you out of your office. People can have access that should not have access. It's in that view that I want to mention the horrific news this week in our diocese out of Finley. A priest that I thought of as a brother and a co-worker uh, has totally abused and should never have been given the key. And so he's thrust from his office. God has very sharp words for those who gain access to something but should have never had the keys. And I'm heartbroken for the situation. I spent my internship year in Finley, my pastoral year. I'm heartbroken for the families there, for the victims. I'm at a loss for words. I would invite you to read Deacon Justin's words regarding it in the bulletin this week. But there is someone who needed the keys taken away from him and should have never had them to begin with. So unfortunately, someone can have the keys and use the keys as a kind of facade to gain access to things they shouldn't have access to. Finally, faith does not guarantee love. We can get in the door. Faith is is like the door. We can get in the door, but not live in love in the house. Faith does not guarantee love. We can have a Christian worldview and not radically love. We can see the world and believe in Jesus and say all the right things, but not be growing and not having that faith translate into radical love. Faith is like the door. Living in the house is like the life of love. So Jesus has those harsh words in the Gospel, right? Some will say to me, Lord, Lord, but will not enter into the kingdom of eternal life. Some that believe and know even and have the Christian view, the Christian worldview, will not have enough love to inherit the kingdom of heaven. And so faith is an incredible thing. It has its limits. It has to be translated into love. Fortunately, people can have the key that shouldn't have the key. We can have a faulty key and a misguided notion of spiritual expectations, but faith is an incredible gift, a way of seeing the world, a way of seeing things from God's point of view and not from ours. And so friends, today as we go forward, as we begin sort of an academic year here, as we try to reimagine faith sort of in the midst of COVID and after, let's be sure we manage our expectations about faith. Jesus never promises. Faith never guarantees that life will be easy, that it will be smooth sailing, that will be guaranteed material blessings. But faith does guarantee. And the Christian contention is this, that to see the world with the eyes of faith allows a transcendent, supernatural, spiritual vision to see the world as Jesus sees the world from a divine perspective. Amen.